In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So far in our Lenten reflections, we've considered the nature of holy baptism. We've seen how God uses baptism to rescue the righteous, just as he used the destruction of the flood to save righteous Noah from the sin around him. We meditated on the truth that baptism separates, that it is a line of separation between the righteous and the unrighteous. Just as God separated his people from the destruction that he was about to bring to their enemies. And we've seen that this line of separation extends also into us. Sin is not just out there in the world. It's in us, too. Sin requires death. So holy baptism brings us the death of Christ, and we are saved from our sins. Baptism destroys Baptism separates, baptism condemns and drowns. Tonight, we consider how baptism is a lavish washing, or we might say, baptism restores. Much like an art restorer working to uncover an original painting, the Holy Spirit does his meticulous, careful work to restore us to the way we were created to be. Naaman was a great man, commander of the army of Syria. He demanded your respect. He was held in high esteem by his master, the king. He had a job that depended on performance. Do well and be rewarded. Fail? and lose your life. He had performed well, and his master loved him, but he suffered from leprosy, one of many kinds of skin diseases. If he couldn't be treated, the leprosy would disfigure his body, and eventually it would kill him. In one of the Syrian army's raids against Israel, They had captured a Hebrew servant girl, and she now works for Mrs. Naaman. But out of love for her new mistress and her husband, the girl spoke of a prophet in Samaria, one who could heal Naaman's leprosy. Word reached the king of Syria, so he sent a letter to the king of Israel, begging him to heal the leprosy. And Naaman went, bearing the official correspondence, plus a big haul of money to help soothe over any transactional difficulties. If a healing could be arranged, surely this would do it. But when the Israelite king read the letter, he tore his clothes in despair. Am I supposed to cure this man? Am I God with the power of life and death? Obviously, this man is trying to get an excuse for yet another battle. But Elisha the prophet heard of it and sent for Naaman, 
And so, whether at a king's palace or a prophet's home, Naaman would get the healing that he seeks. So the parade of his entourage went to Elisha's house. Horses and chariots and something like 750 pounds of silver and a half ton of gold, plus ten sets of clothing. Surely whatever price the prophet demanded, Naaman would be able to pay. But when he arrived, the man of God didn't come down to meet him. Instead, a messenger was sent, bearing the prophet's word, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. Naaman was incensed. The prophet didn't bother to meet him. The man of God apparently cared nothing about Naaman's rank and reputation. And if we read on, he wouldn't even accept payment. But Naaman was angry and went away, saying, Behold, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. You see, Naaman was not only infected with leprosy, he was also infected with pride. Pride teaches us that we don't need anyone else's assistance, that we can get by just fine on our own. And if, perchance, the prideful one finds that he does need help, well, help will have to come in just the way the man of pride demands it. And so it was that Naaman, infected with pride, could not receive the prophet's word. We'll hear about that on Sunday, too, with Jesus' opponents. Naaman could not believe in God's word because he already had faith. You see, he believed in himself. He was so convinced of his own truth that he could not imagine a more degrading way to be cleansed. I wanted theatrics, an incantation. I wanted this so-called man of God to give me a show worthy of my personal greatness. But instead, the prophet sent only a messenger, and the promise of cleansing would not be found in the mighty James River but in a dirty, foreign, glorified creek of an excuse for a river. Surely this prophet must despise me. So mighty Naaman marches off in a huff. Pride prevents us from seeking help. Pride blinds us to God's blessings. 
It was the sin of pride that caused Satan himself to be cast out of heaven. And it was pride, the desire of Adam and Eve to be like God, that went before their fall. But Naaman's servants came near and said to him, My father, it is a great word the prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? Has he actually said to you, wash and be clean? Naaman's servants want their master to be healed. They are witnesses of his pride, and so they direct him away from himself to the promise that God had given, wash and be clean. Only God will cleanse the leper. No king's letter, no palace or power, no pile of gold. So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Only the word of God will cleanse. And even if that word comes by but a humble messenger, the word will do the Lord's work. Far worse than the disease of leprosy was Naaman's sin of pride. Far deadlier than any virus is our own sin. And so it was, not because of our righteous deeds, not because we could buy him off, but because of his great mercy, that our Lord Jesus has come to us, sick with our own sin, and he has cleansed us and restored us from all sin in the waters of holy baptism. He has made us new and fit for heaven. Ezekiel writes, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Jesus, God's word, is in the water. And he cleanses us with the water, as he has promised. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.